Welcome to Today I Choose, where we talk about living life with intention. I'm your host, Melissa Bingham. I help spiritual seekers unlock the magic of intentional living through meditation, energy healing, and mentorship. Join us each week here on this podcast for inspiring stories and spiritual tools to help you live a more intentional life. On today's show, I'm excited to share my conversation with my friend, Jess Kaufman. Jess is an entertainer, a director, choreographer, poet, marathon runner, social activist, tap dancing aficionado, and so much more. Today, we're talking about intentional living, poetry, the concept of team, and having the communication shops to have hard conversations. Enjoy. I'm so excited today to be talking with you, Jess. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm thrilled to be here with you. Yes, we have so many great things to talk about in the pursuit of peacocks and dance and team and so many things. So let's dive in. You know, I love to start with that big question. What does intentional living mean to you? Well, I think I would say intentional living means to me, I'll say this, I have had a a gratitude practice or a writing practice that I put into place in 2015. I've always written in journals. I actually have this, this big, I guess, closet, for lack of better words, in my living room that is filled with journals. So many, I should probably count them, probably 100 journals um, <laughs> that I've kept throughout my life. I've used journal writing mainly to sort of work through you know, particular things in my life, maybe that I couldn't figure out you know, just by thinking about it, but really needed to write it down to sort it out. And in 2015, I went through a really big life transition and uh, was taking this acting class, actually, and a guy in the class had recommended keeping a gratitude journal. I started writing gratitudes every morning, and that is kind of how I set the intention for my day. I try my best to look at specific things that have happened from the day before. Usually, I actually start from the end of the day before and go all the way to the beginning of the day. And... Uh, I like to really pinpoint specificities about the day, really specific things that happened that I can be grateful for. So my writing practice is something I have every morning that helps me set the intention of gratitude for each and every day. That's amazing. I love that. And so just to clarify something. So you, in the mornings when you write, you're reflecting on your gratitudes from the previous day? Yeah, that's kind of how I will, I'll set it up. And sometimes if I'm so I'm kind of wrestling with something or have something on my mind, I'll, I'll write that out first, just kind of as like a journal entry. And then I'll kind of go to the gratitudes after that. And sometimes, sometimes the free write will actually be a poem instead. And then I'll kind of go back to the gratitude. So the gratitudes are always something consistent, but sometimes it's a free write before that or a poem or something that, that happens uh, to kind of just clear my mind. Beautiful. Well, speaking of poetry, I have here in front of me a beautiful book called In Pursuit of Peacocks, which is a book that you have published of poetry and lyrics. Tell me about it. In Pursuit of Peacocks, it's comprised of 102 poems and lyrics. It's separated into five different categories. And the categories are are there so that the reader can actually, if they're having a specific emotion or wanting to find a poem to relate to in the book, they can, they can go to these five different categories. So they're called, these sort of chapter titles are called The Flow, 
which are poems of reverence and transcendence and sort of my, the ways I've experienced God and nature. Then there's the shedding, which is kind of a, all of those poems are about a relationship that I was moving through at the beginning of 2015 and kind of letting go, like allowing myself to be let go from, from this relationship. And then uh, Wanderlust is a little bit of the darker poems. It's a bit about isolation and depression, which is a, a part of something that I move through kind of in my, in my year, year to year, sometimes month to month to month, just kind of how it shows up, but wanting to be honest about that space. And Wolf Mother, <laughs> Wolf Mother are these poems that are um, about strength and sort of uh, me finding my way as a, an, an adult woman and then wander, or sorry, wonder love is kind of, again, sort of these spiritual experiences, but how that relates to other people. So these friendships that I've created with different spiritual and creative people in, in my life. So those are the, the five chapters of the book. And they were put together over the course of, they're about a five years or so of poems that were, that were put together. I would say the thing that's most unique about the book is the idea that I've choreographed the words onto the page. I played with this idea as a dancer and choreographer of looking at each individual poem and seeing where I might, with the theme of the poem, create different types of spaces or separate the letters or something like that. So I would say, in addition to completing the book and the themes within the book, the thing I'm most proud of about it are the way that the, the words are actually displayed on the page, I feel like are, are really unique and representative of me as a mover and creator. Well, it, I was, I was going to bring that up because as I have read it, and I'm just re-flipping through it right now, even as we're talking, the thing that strikes me is the movement and the the dance of the book where the just the the actual page layout is so spectacular and just enhances every poem that you read whether it's all justified left or it's i love that some of them are that the spacing line to line is different and it does feel like you're dancing with this book as you read it thank you yeah that was something i really wanted to come through to the reader and some things are there's actually a couple poems in the book in which I was able to create visual pictures marooned is one of the the poems in the book it was actually I wrote it about the relationship I was observing between my mom and my younger sister and I was able it took a long time actually with <laughs> the computer and typing and I'm not a, a visual artist as far as making things with my hands specifically but I was able to create a sailboat on, on waves through the words. And that is one of the moments in the book that I'm most proud of. And I think that's when I point it out, people see it sometimes, you know, and, and a lot of these things would go, you know, under the radar, but I know that they're there and it's exciting for me. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. So talk to me about the work that you do in the world as a dancer, as a choreographer, as an entertainer and a writer. I know that you come at all of that from this place of source and this place of it's really your divine expression. How does that manifest for you? How, how does that move through your, your work? I have a really good friend who we, we both know. His name is Tony Gonzalez. 
He is an entertainer, director, choreographer, and he really introduced this idea. And I had my, my divine purpose and feeling like I was a vessel for connecting people before this. But Tony introduced this idea of team and this idea that, you know, we can really bring people together and invite them to be on the same team. And I observed this in our work with Transcendence Theater Company, is, which is how I met Tony. And I've really implemented this. So actually 2015 was, was a really big year. I started my gratitude practice that year and, and I met Tony that year and got to work with Transcendence Theater Company, which I've had just really life-changing experiences with. And this idea of inclusion and really appreciating people for what it is that they bring to a specific creative experience, or if that's what I'm in, or a teaching experience, or you know, any anything. I I have adopted this this philosophy and included it in in my own in what I was creating before this. But I guess I guess I have considered myself and hoped to be a person who listens and a leader who creates spaces for people to express themselves in a safe environment where people, now that I'm entering into this director position, I get to be in theater and have been a choreographer in many different projects, but it's really important to me that people feel as safe as possible to express themselves and are given the space to say yes and to say no, and consent is really important to me. And I really want people to feel that they can express their authentic selves with their voices, with their bodies. And it's not always an easy role to play, but I really like holding and creating that space for people to explore that and even explore challenges and, and being pushed in those spaces to show up in ways that maybe they even have, haven't before whether that's learning some choreography that's difficult for them or speaking up when it's difficult for them or listening to somebody, somebody else's feelings and, and opinions when it's difficult for them. I think if I can, that's a lot of things, Melissa, that I just, <laughs> I just said. And, but um, I think my, my divine purpose, and it gets to show up in these different spaces, I don't think it actually exists in one space, is, is to provide a healing an open and loving environment in which people can grow and that and I can grow in facilitating those spaces. That's kind of my overall purpose. And that that shows up really clearly in, in theatrical spaces and, and with writing. My hope is that the reader, upon reading something that I wrote, and I don't expect every reader to connect with every piece, obviously, but if somebody can feel that I have created a space for them to express an emotion or give words to an emotion that maybe they weren't able to give words to, and that opens their heart or creates some healing, that is my ultimate hope with writing too. Yes, I love that. And and just knowing, you know, that I know you and I, I get to witness that you actually do do that in the work that you do in the world. And it's so beautiful. I'm wondering, would you be willing to share some of your writing with us? Yes. Well, I have a piece that I can share. This is the, the bodega prayer I was telling you about, or the road trip credo that I was telling you about. Do you want mm -hmm. me to yeah. share one of those? Okay. Sure. I got the, the chance to volunteer 
with a company that is really not a company or organization, but it, it was a movement that happened called the Reunited States of America campaign. And it was led by activist and songwriter and performer, Ben Karen. And he invited me to be a part of this process. So it was a non-political campaign to heal the divide between the political parties. And it was supposed to be a tour actually. And we ended up doing it virtually. We went to several of the swing states and just met with different community organizations. It was a variety of ages, a variety of, of political affiliations. And we held workshops as creatives coming from urban cities. And we were observed and were part of workshops coming from more rural cities and sometimes urban cities within those swing states. And we just had this beautiful connection online. It was a stunning opportunity to, to see how people can come together with different political affiliations. And that introduced me to the Braver Angels Project with if, if anyone is listening who is experiencing familial divide due to politics, Braver Angels creates amazing conversations and resources for bridging that, the political divide within families. And I say this all to explain that so much of the work that I did with the Reunited States campaign and Braver Angels and also the Human Library, which is this beautiful organization that its tagline is Unjudge Someone. And it's a monthly event, it's an international event that happens online where um, people can go as readers, I'm doing that in air quotes, readers and check out, this is all in air quotes because it's all <laughs> this metaphor for this idea of the human library, but there's these human books that self-publish under these particular categories. So it could be, it could be, you know, having to do with race or ethnicity or occupation, age, gender, sexual orientation, you know, kind of these different things. And readers can join and check out a book and have like a non-judgmental non conversation with this person for 30 minutes. And no matter what, every single time I've either been a book in the human library or a reader, whatever category they are publishing under as a book, you come in with your own ideas about what that means for someone to say they're black or transgender or white or liberal or foster child or, you know, kind of whatever these categories are. And your mind and heart are completely expanded by the nuances of this person. That yeah, that sounds really cool. I, I just saw something on, I don't know, some social media platform about the human library. And I just, I think it's a really, really cool concept. It's really cool, Melissa. You would love it as a reader, as a book. Anybody can actually, if you feel like you have a, a story to tell and would love to share, you can actually sign up through the Human Library to be a book or a reader. I feel like you as an individual would love it, Melissa, and so would your listeners too. Mm, yeah, we'll put the link to uh, the Human Library on the show notes page. That's awesome. So all of, all of this is to say that I ended up getting to use so many of these resources that I learned over this past year in these volunteer opportunities in this production I did. I was the director choreographer of a production called Road Trip recently, and it was an incredible experience. Things I expected and didn't expect challenges, joys uh, that came up, but I ended up being able to use the skill set that I had learned over the course of this past year kind of being a bridge builder and creating spaces for people to have open, 
honest and difficult conversations. And that happened in Road Trip. It was this beautiful show created by Sue Drouse. She conceived the show, was the musical director and arranger. And then I was brought in to sort of bring her vision to life as far as directing the choreography. And we had this gorgeous and talented, diverse cast of people in the show. And one of the components of Road Trip is that it was a celebration of the United States. So there were some patriotic elements in the show. And it became something that was difficult for some of the performers and creatives to authentically bring to life. Because in our shows at Transcendence, we are asking entertainers to be themselves, representations of themselves on stage, rather than play particular characters. We're asking, you know, these, these cast members and creatives to come in, authentically express themselves, and then to do this patriotic music. And that was, that was difficult. And we ended up coming up against some really strong emotions and needing to have these hard conversations. And one of the things I was most proud of with our show is that we, um, I used an element that I learned with the United States campaign, which was one of the things we always asked when we went to these different cities within the swing states was um, if you could start the United States over, what would be your top three values? What would be those top three values? And so I had said it, I sent out a questionnaire that had a lot of questions having to do with road trips. But one of the things that we always asked with the United States campaign when we went to these different cities in the swing states, we always asked uh, the people that we were engaging with, if they could start the United States over, what would be their top three American values? And so within this questionnaire with Road Trip, I included that question. And we came up with these gorgeous words that would each and every person that was a part of our cast and creative team came up with these very different words. So when conversations started to get hard and emotions were, were high about sort of these patriotic elements and the cast authentically expressing themselves through them, we went back to these words as a, uh, as a bit of a pillar, along with all of the conversations we had had with cast. And we created for ourselves a road trip credo that we kind of lovingly, lovingly call the gumbo recipe. And this was written by the cast creative team. And I, I facilitated the, the writing of it. So created the space, kind of kept us on track this is our road trip credo that we created for the cast to help us not forget anything that's happened in the past or just move through it, but to, to recognize it and acknowledge it, to feel the present moment and what is happening in the United States, and to also envision a more hopeful future. So this is our road trip credo. We pledge allegiance to radical love, a love that is built on integrity, and the sacrifice of privilege, a love that listens with curiosity, a love that fosters opportunity led with empathy and compassion. We commit to creating an inclusive nation built on selfless allyship, one humanity with access to liberty and justice for all. Powerful. Yeah, that was a piece of writing that was really, really cool to be a part of. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just letting that marinate for a minute because lots of, yeah, really powerful. We'll, um, we'll include that prayer or the, that credo. Oh. We'll include that credo on our show notes page too, if you send it to me. Yeah, I'd love to. 
And then you told me something about a bodega prayer. What's that? Can you share that with us too? Yes. So um, I know that you and I both love Bodega Bay. Mm-hmm. And when I was just last there, so we did our, our road trip show. And after the first weekend of shows, it's industry standard that the director leaves, actually. So I wanted to make sure we were so busy during the project. I didn't really get to visit all the places I love in the Sonoma area, but I knew I had to go to Bodega Bay before I left. So I was there with a friend. We were playing in the water and just enjoying ourselves. And this prayer came to me while I was there. Let me be as light, forgiving and flexible as a bubble on the ocean. Help me to push and pull with the tides building romance and intrigue and magnetism that resides in natural magic. Help me to bloom fearlessly with grace, trusting the watery earth beneath my roots. Remind me to reach upward to the unconditional sun for guidance, to lift my soul and celebrate my colors. <laughs> love that. Love that. You know, I, I have a fondness for the ocean. If you're a regular listener, y'all know I like the water and like the ocean. That is just beautiful. So, so moving. And, you know, and is there are days that sometimes I'll just pick up in pursuit of the peacocks and just it, I open it to whatever I just message I need to hear today. And it's so funny because I think my husband's been looking at this book because I keep opening it and it comes up to a prayer for a runner which oh. I think is really funny because he's a runner and I'm like either that or my daughter's had this book one or the other, but it's like, <laughs> it's like, it's almost like the spines bent to that page. I'm like, huh, I wonder who else has been looking at this. I'm so grateful for you sharing your words with us and your talent with the world. You know, in addition to being this amazing writer, you are a phenomenal dancer and entertainer and singer. I've had the joy and privilege of of getting to watch you on stage a lot and so grateful for our friendship that has blossomed over these last, you know, five or six years. And yeah, so, so grateful you could be on the show today. Are you ready to go to some of my fun questions I like to end on? Yes. And I just wanted to give you a shout out too, before, before we do that, Melissa, (laughs) I sent my grandmother this podcast yesterday. So so happy to do that because she's just feeling some extra anxiety in her life in the moment. And I was explaining her to you. And I don't know if you would necessarily agree with this. And you know, the people who listen to you regularly kind of know this, but I love you, Mm -hmm. Melissa, because I can always, we're never in the same stage of life quite, (laughs) but I can always relate to you. And I love that you are somebody who is connected to everything around you and above you spiritually and and everything but you're also so grounded with your family Mm -hmm. you you are a spiritual person that I always feel like is never too you know high up in the ethers to connect with I can always (laughs) always feel like we can sit with each other and and connect I really I really always love and appreciate that about you and Mm -hmm. I'm remembering a Reiki session we did together you know last year that was really important to me and I just I just want to sing your praises for a moment. Aww, um, thank you. You've yeah. just been such an important person in my life. Well, thank you. Likewise. Oh, my goodness. Okay, here we go. What's your favorite place and why? Oh, man. Um, well, I would say I'll talk about Bodega Bay just because we, <laughs> we had the Bodega Prayer. That's one of my favorite places. I went there for the first time, I think it was 2015. It was the winter. 
So I didn't wear a bathing suit or anything. I was fully actually completely caught in a, or in a, in a jacket and a hat and didn't have any makeup on and kind of went there on a fun little solo adventure. And I just had this beautiful spiritual experience there. I can't remember exactly what happened, but I remember just feeling very connected. I feel very connected to the ocean too. Bodega, I always feel, I just feel really open and spiritually connected. I, I love it there. Yeah, me too. Uh, are you a cat person, a dog person, or another animal? Well, or none? I, I um, have two cats, Finn and Blue, who I love dearly. So I would say a cat person over a dog person. <laughs> yeah. And then a bird person. I love birds. Really? I didn't know that. Interesting. Yeah. What is your favorite word? Favorite word? I, I say right now my favorite word is flexible. Yeah. I think flexibility is really important in the heart and mind and body. Beautiful. What are you reading right now? You know, I'll be honest. I'm not, I'm not reading anything specific, though I am reading a, a course that I just started called Oh Baby. It's a prenatal and postpartum fitness that I'm adding to my professional repertoire in the fitness world. So I'm learning a lot about how I can help that specific population as far as fitness and looking forward to getting to bring that to some new mommy clients. Nice. Yeah. If you had a theme song, what would it be? I'm walking on sunshine. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. I think that describes you perfectly. Uh, Okay. If you, if you were a superhero, what would your name be and what power would you have? Hmm. Okay. I think it would be swing girl. (laughs) And I'll say that because in the theater, I've gotten the chance to play this, this role, which is called the swing, which is in theater. That means that you cover a bunch of different tracks in the show or different roles in the show. So that if somebody is injured or sick, you kind of go into the show on a whim. So swing girl is the name would be for that. But I also, I think my superpower would actually not be theater related. It would be coming into areas of conflict, even if it's just between a, you know, a couple or, or big conflict situations and being able to immediately create a swing set. Because I don't think that people can argue or be angry while they're swinging on a swing set. <laughs> so it would be coming in, creating a swing set, making people swing, and then helping facilitate a hard conversation after that. But they will have just had fun beforehand. <laughs> so release some tension. <laughs> I love that. I, I can see that. I can see that in my mind. That's amazing. <laughs> All right. And then finally, what is your intention for our world right now? My intention for our world is to listen to one another, to be patient with one another, to build bridges to one another rather than feeling isolated in in our own places that we live and the own places that we inhabit in our minds, but just to be as open-hearted and open-minded as possible so that we can really become one team. So we're on one supportive team that loves and appreciates and is able to apologize and rises up to just to love one another in a more divine and spiritual way. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, So Jess, if people want to find you or find In Pursuit of Peacocks, where do they go? Yeah, so um, I have a website jessicaleekoffman.com. 
where you can check things out about me. Also my Instagram, uh, jessica.kaufman. And In Pursuit of Peacocks is available on Amazon as well. And I have an Instagram for Poetry of Peacocks is what it is, poetry.of.peacocks. Great. And we'll make sure all those links are on our website at todayichoose.me. So people, if you're listening, you can go there and find all of that as well. So thank you so, so much. I can't wait to see what other things you create and write and just so grateful for you and grateful for having you on today. Thank you so much, Melissa. It's been a thrill and a pleasure. Thanks for tuning in to this episode. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Jess Kaufman. You can find all of her social media links and the link to her book, Poetry of Peacocks, on our show notes page at todayichoose.me backslash podcast. You can also go to todayichoose.me for all things intention to learn about what I'm up to, our live weekly meditation, coaching, energy healing, all those great things. So check it out and may your week be filled with intention. Today I Choose is brought to you by 3B Productions and Nevertheless Media. Our producer and audio engineer is Sam Booty. Our graphic designer is Marsha Craig. Our research assistant is Molly Bingham. To find us on Instagram, look for Today I Choose with Melissa and find our Facebook group, Everyday Living with Intention and on the web, todayichoose.me.